Joseph, loved by his dad so much, dad gives him a coat with really cool colors on it, right? Brothers can't stand him. Brothers throw him to prison, sell him for like 20 pieces of silver into slavery. Joseph's a slave. However, he just sits there and he, get, and he rises up and guess what? He becomes only second to Pharaoh. Meanwhile, over in Israel or Canaan, Joseph's brothers and his father, they're starving. Hey, go get food because we hear this guy, this chancellor, has, uh, did Egypt really good and people are going and, 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 and we can eat. So Joseph sees his brothers Forgives his brothers. Everyone's happy. Yay, right? Jesus did it a whole lot better. Done story. Okay, let's go home. Right? (laughs) No. (laughs) But for those that do know me and have known me well, like my wife and my daughter and my son-in-law, that's pretty much how it is, can be sometimes. But... I love the story of Joseph. How many here love the story of Joseph? Yeah? Yeah? You know, I I did some a little research and I'm looking online and you know on the web and on YouTube and and uh there's this uh I didn't know that there was a play out there, Joseph and the Technicolor coat or something like that. You know, really fancy coat and everything. So, you know, uh, and I'm looking at that coat, very colorful, bright, shiny colors, and, uh, you know, it, it fit the actor perfectly, right? Right? And it must have been such a thrill for Joseph to get that coat from his father, Jacob. I mean, you think about it. He was singled out amongst 12, no, at that time, 11 brothers, because I don't believe Benjamin was born yet, but amongst 11 brothers, here's Joseph, the youngest, and his dad's like, because you're my son and, and I love you so very much, I'm giving you this coat of special colors. You know, this, this really cool coat, right? <laughs> and if any of you know anything about the story of Joseph, we know the outcome of what happened to him receiving that coat, right? Let's, let's break it down. Loved by his father so much, gets the really cool coat. Because of that, he's betrayed by his brothers. He's sold into slavery. While he's in slavery, what happens? <laughs> Seems like his life is way out of control. He resists temptation. He endures a long time in prison for being falsely accused because of that resistance of temptation. He rises to authority in Egypt, and in the end, he saves Egypt from a famine known throughout the whole world. And then in the, in the major end, forgives his brothers for what they did. I, I don't know about you, but I like the first three. You know, loved his father, loved by his father so much. Uh, I shouldn't say I like the first three, but I, I like that he was loved by his father so much, highly favored from his father, I, I love that. I can't. I don't like the the, the the middle three, the two, three, and four, where it says he's betrayed by his brothers, sold into slavery, resist temptation. Let's go on to five. You know, 
being accused. And I love how he redeems his family and, in a sense, redeems the world, right? So I'm sure that maybe we all can identify with Joseph in some way. You know, like the part where he's betrayed by his brothers. Let's face it, you can raise your hands or not. How many have been betrayed? Yeah? And I don't just, you know, it could be a, a serious betrayal, but it could mean maybe someone at work stabbing you in the back. We all know what stabbing in the back means. Someone talking bad about you. How about someone who might come up to you and say, you know, we really need to pray for so-and-so because... And then they start gossiping. Isn't that a betrayal? That's a betrayal, right? So... Yeah, I don't know about that. You know... The list can go on. And we can take away from this story about Joseph, you know, that like uh, we can forgive those who betray us. That's the major lesson, right? Wrong. The major lesson is we can take so much more away from this, but because Joseph's story is meant to point us in what was to come in the life of Jesus. We see how Joseph rescued his brothers, right? Well, this story of Joseph is parallel to the mission of Jesus who came to save his people and to rescue the world. Let's look at some parallels, okay? Let's, let's, let's you know... The parallels, I'm going to be jumping all over with Joseph and Jesus, okay? It's not going to be in, like all in order of the whole story of Joseph, but let's, let's look at some parallels. Let's look at uh, Genesis. They're going to just pop up here. You can turn in your Bibles if you have them. Let's look at Genesis 37.3, all right? Now Israel, who was Jacob, loved Joseph more than any other of his sons. Wow. Because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a robe of many colors. What it goes on to say further on is how his brothers were pretty upset when he got that coat. Okay? Now let's parallel Jesus in this. Jesus who would be better and truer than Joseph. Let's look at the parallel. Okay? Matthew 3.17 And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I am well pleased. See how much, you know, you got got Jacob recognizing Joseph. You got the father in heaven recognizing the son. You know, God the son. You got God God the father recognizing God the son and saying, I love him. I am well pleased with him. Much better. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers and traded for silver. Genesis 37, 28. I got something really cool out of this. Um, 
as I was reading and then did the parallel. So the, it says, then the Midianite traders passed by. Now this is when his brothers are saying, hey, let's sell them to these guys. And they drew Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. 20 shekels of silver. I don't know how much that is. But then if you look at Matthew 26, 15, let's look at what Jesus was traded for. And this is Judas going to the Pharisees and say, hey, what will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. Now, it's kind of a morbid way to look at this, but Jesus was sold for more than Joseph was. Truer and better than Joseph. Right? Amen? Um, look at Joseph being tempted. If you go to Genesis 39.9, he's tempted by Potiphar's wife. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except yourself, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You know, the version, this version here, if I read the, the verse before it, I think it's 39.8. Uh, Potiphar's wife just got right down to it and said, let me see here if I can grab it here. 39.7. That's from the, uh, the ESV. This is what it says in the New Living, New Living Testament. 39.7. This is pretty like, wow. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. And he resisted. All right? Now let's look at Jesus resisting temptation. Go to... We got Hebrews 4.15. 4.15. It's okay. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testing we do, yet he did not sin. You know, that's absolutely amazing that Jesus... faced it all. And I've shared with people that there is nothing new under the sun. Okay? That's a scripture in Ecclesiastes. There is nothing new under the sun. So if we think that we have committed some sin that no one has ever known about or no one has ever heard of or anything like that, rest assured God says, 
No, I've heard of it. There's nothing new. It's nothing new to me. And guess what? My son, Jesus, came, and he died for that. He actually took it upon him and not only took that sin that you think is so different from anyone else's, took that upon him and it entered into him. And he did that for everyone in the past, right now, and who knows how many generations into the future from right here. Did that all. Became sin for us. He was tempted in all ways. Tempted in all ways, yet did not sin. Satan tempted him in the desert. Three major powerful temptations in the desert. Yet he did not sin. And what did he use against those temptations? He used scripture. He used his word. You know, Joseph was thrown in prison. And there were two prisoners that were there with him. One died. One was executed, actually. And the other one lived. That can be found in Genesis 42 through 3. Okay? And 21 through 22. He became angry with two officials. One was a baker and the other one was the cupbearer. Cupbearer, he lived. The baker, he lost his life. Moving forward, Jesus was crucified on a cross. Luke 23, 32. He was crucified on a cross and he had two people next to him. Here's where it gets better. Better for one person, okay? One person mocks Jesus. The other person says, what are you doing mocking him? He's done nothing wrong. Falsely accused, right? He's done nothing wrong. Yet you're mocking him. And he looks over at Jesus and says, Jesus, please remember me in your kingdom. And Jesus says, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Joseph, one guy dies, the other guy lives. Jesus, one guy really dies, the other guy dies, but ends up being with him in his kingdom. When I say really dies, we know where that's going, right? Okay. Awesome parallels. Um, Joseph was imprisoned. But, you know, because of his integrity, because of his faithfulness to God, and because of saying, you know, I have no idea why this is happening, but you're faithful in a sense. I'm going to just keep going along here. He rose to a position of power, became second in command in Egypt at the right hand of Pharaoh. Second in command, the right hand of Pharaoh. Genesis 41, 42 through 44. Now, this is pretty powerful. If you know anything about kingdoms and how they're set up, most of, most of, the, most of the sovereigns, okay? So this was even back 4,000 years ago, four or 5,000 years ago, when even Pharaoh. Pharaoh was, Pharaoh was uh, 
uh, Ra on earth, as the Egyptians would say. Ra. Ra was the king god of all gods for Egypt. Pharaoh was Ra on earth. So Pharaoh removes his ring. That ring is that ring is Pharaoh, basically. That ring is, no one's, this, this is my ring. This is symbolizing my authority. And he puts it on Joseph's finger, dresses him in fine clothes, hung a gold chain around his neck, made Joseph ride in the chariot, only reserved for the second in command. Okay? Wherever Joseph went, the command was, kneel down. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all of Egypt, all of Egypt. Egypt was pretty big back then. So Jesus, if we look at the truer, better Joseph, and that's Jesus, we can see in Matthew 28, 18, Thank you. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I have been given all authority. You know, it says that, uh, what is it, one of the creeds that says that he, he, uh, he, he died, he rose again, and he now sits at the Father's right hand making intercession for us at the right hand of God the Father, right? So, the main thing with all this is like Joseph is in this position of authority, right? And everyone's coming, from all nations, they're coming to Egypt to buy grain because Egypt had a plan. During five years or seven years of good, they took one-fifth of the product and reserved it for those seven years so that seven years of famine that were coming, they could survive. People were coming. Nations were coming to buy grain to make bread, right? Even when his family, well, his family who was up in Israel in Canaan land. Jacob's like, go and get food before we starve. Tells this to the 11 brothers now, because Benjamin's born now. 11 brothers, go. Joseph, when he sees them, immediately recognizes them, right? And finally, what's Joseph do? He actually forgives those who betrayed him. He actually forgave those who stabbed him in the back. Those who talked bad about him to others. I'm going on with what I said earlier. Those who prayed about him and the problems that he has going on. Right? He forgave them. What an awesome thing. What an awesome thing to forgive the ten guys, because like I said, Benjamin wasn't even born yet, 
to forgive the 10 guys who threw you in a pit, would have left you for dead, but said, we can't leave him for dead. So they sold him into slavery. But Jesus, what great mercy Jesus has shown, right? Colossians 1, 13 through 14. What great mercy Jesus shows us. If you could bring, if you could bring that up for me. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. He purchased our freedom. He forgave us of our betrayal towards him. Right? Remember. Think about that. He forgave us. Every one of us, every one of us here, forgave us all. I mean, and he showed mercy on us because, let's face it, where were we destined because of what Adam and Eve did, right? Where were we destined? (laughs) Sure not heaven. We were destined to a... To hell. To God's wrath on our lives. That's what we were destined for, was God's wrath. But because of Jesus, who came and was betrayed by someone so close to him, we were so close to him, right? but we betrayed him. We betrayed him. I think that's awesome that he would just forgive us like that. But you know what? It takes an act on our part to surrender, to surrender to God saying, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I, had, I, I am just undone in your presence. I am undone in your presence and I stand before you a sinner. Forgive me. I want to follow you now. I want you to be my God. You're my Savior. I want you to be my God. I want you to be my Lord. It takes an act of us just saying that. He's not afraid to hear what you have to say. He understands exactly where you're at. You know, he's not afraid. Joseph, that story, it's really not about us. You know, saying, oh yeah, I can go forgive this person because they betrayed me. It's, it's not about that. It's about Jesus and what he's done. If you look at everything that transpired in Joseph's life, there's such a parallel 
to what happened in Jesus' life, only the parallel is so bigger, better, and so much truer than what Joseph went through. Because here's the cool thing, is that when Joseph's brothers came and, and they couldn't recognize him, Joseph bro- Joseph's brothers couldn't recognize him at all. He had changed so much. Well, he looked like an Egyptian, for crying out loud, right? He had changed. But thanks be to God that when Jesus calls us home, we're going to recognize Jesus. And he's going to recognize us, right? I mean, he is going to recognize us. He is the truer and better Joseph. Why? Because he's going to welcome us in. And we're going to see him. And we're going to know who he is. And he's going to know who we are. And he's going to say, well done. Good and faithful. You believed in me. You did what I commanded you to do. And that was the first and foremost thing. Believe in me. Believe in him who came. Believe in me. Come on in. Let me love on you. Let me love on you. And we're going to be able to sit in his lap? I don't know about you. I want to sit in the lap of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you. I do. And I'm a man. Right? But I want to sit. I want to sit in my father's lap. I want to sit in Jesus' lap. I want to sit in the Holy Spirit's lap. I want to sit in all their laps and love on them because they're just loving on me. They loved me first. He loved me first. Jesus loved me first. Right? I mean, mm. Jesus is the true and better Joseph. But you know, like Joseph got the coat of many colors and it was really all cool and decked out. Jesus has got a bright, 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 shiny white robe. To me, that's a whole lot better than all the colors. My eyes would get bugged out with all those colors. Right? Jesus is pure. He's the unblemished lamb that died for you, died for me, died for everyone. Nails in the hands. No, not nails. Spikes in the hands. Laid to rest. Rose again. Now sits at the right hand of God, interceding for you and me. Much in a nice white robe. Much truer. Much better than Joseph ever would do. Not knocking Joseph. But much better. I don't know, maybe you're here today. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're upset with someone. Daryl, can you come up and, where's Daryl? Can you, can you play a little, just strum a little bit? Maybe you're upset with someone. It doesn't have to be here. 
Maybe you're upset. Maybe you feel like after hearing this that you feel maybe someone or you know, forget feeling, but you know that someone maybe has stabbed you in the back, be it at work, be it here. Maybe someone's talked bad about you. Maybe a family member has, you know, just totally, like, turned their back on you and, and just wants nothing to do with you and just, you know, that's, that's a betrayal when a family member wants absolutely nothing to do with you just because, just because, for no good reason, or because you looked at me wrong, or because you said something that they got a little miffed about and didn't have the guts to come and talk to you about, so they're just going to go ahead. I never want to speak to you again. <laughs> maybe you have that going on. Maybe it's even, maybe it's deeper than that. And maybe you're sitting there right now saying, maybe I've betrayed Jesus. Maybe I've betrayed Jesus. And maybe I just need to make things right with him and go and tell him, I did you wrong, Jesus. Whatever that is, I did, I, I did wrong in your eyes. I need you to forgive me, Jesus. And I want to be your child. Or I want to be your child again. Not, you, not that you never were his child. If you were saved, born again, but in your own heart you feel, I just need to get back to daddy. And I need to do it through Jesus. Maybe, maybe you're one of those two that I've mentioned. You know, I'm going to ask if you are. I don't do the whole eyes closed and heads bowed thing. Come up here if you are that. Come up here if you're one of those people. There is nothing to be ashamed about. You know why? You're in the family of God right now. You're in his family. And if you want prayer for that, I could tell you it goes no further than whoever you're praying with. Right? So if you're one of those people, if, if, if you feel that God's yanking on your heart, tugging on your heart, 